Welcome to the GATA Podcast, where it's all dog, all the time. I'm your host, Robert Reynolds. Each episode, you'll hear me give my takes and opinions on things that involve Georgia football. That could mean recruiting, the most important thing of all. Could also mean any recent news involving the Georgia program. Also could mean current state of the team. So stick around as this episode of the GATA Podcast starts right now. There's a hole. Five, ten, twelve. He's running all over people. Oh, you Herschel Walker. My God almighty, he ran right through two men. Herschel ran right over two men. They had him dead away inside the nine. Herschel Walker went 16 yards. He drove right over Orange Church, just driving and running with those big ties. My God, a pressure. Appreciate this with all my heart. You don't know how much I do appreciate. I love every one of you. And screw Florida and the Mule came in here. Tennessee playing what amounts to a 4-4 fake. And there's a touchdown! Touchdown! My God, a touchdown! <laughs> we threw it to we threw it to Haynes. My God Almighty! Did you see what he did? We just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. Going to run the toss play. And no shot running for the corner. Jumps for the end zone. Touchdown. Right now, Auburn brings only four. Play fake. Stafford. Nobody open. Now he's got Massaquah. Wide open. Touchdown. Georgia Bulldogs. High formation. They snap it. Marino, how about that? Touchdown. Georgia. Gurley going to take it halfway deep in the end zone. Running out straight ahead, 15, 20. Gurley needs a block. Cuts back, 30, 40, 50. Gurley won't be caught. 40, say goodbye. Go, Todd. Go, 15, 10, 5, 100 yard. Touchdown. Right out of the shotgun. Give it to Fromm. He's going to hand it off to Swift. Swift's got running room. Swift by the defense. 40, 30. They won't catch him. Go, Swift. Into the end zone. Touchdown. The freshman just ran it back. Second down and 12. We go wild dog with Sony. Nauta goes in motion left. Snap it to Michelle. He's running to the left. Angling. 25-20. Got a block for Fromm. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Dogs win it. We're headed to Welcome to the show. Happy Friday. Hope everyone's having a good day. As you know, I'm on Facebook right now for Facebook Friday with the G-A-T-A-Q-A. So, while I wait for people to pop in, on video, you can see I'm rocking my Stafford jersey. It's a damn good day to do it. It's always a good day to rock Georgia gear, man. Absolutely a good day to do it. Favorite player, in my opinion, that I've ever seen. Keywords that I've ever seen. My favorite player. 
So, with that being said, you know, while people are coming in, tell me who's your favorite player you've ever seen. Get some interaction going. Also, do you collect Georgia uh, memorabilia and things like that? I'm just curious to see how many people, you know, collect and whatnot. And hell, tell me, uh, tell me one of your favorite things that you have in your collection if you do. Uh, you know, I, I just got, I've got a, you know, myself, I've got a few jerseys, uh, got a mini helmet, uh, signed by the one and only Vince Dooley. Uh, if your own video, I will show you because it just came in today. As you can see, the greatest coach in Georgia history. There we go. Anyways, while people were popping in, uh, obviously just starting the show. Uh, Got to give some people some time to come in. <clears throat> Who is ready for spring ball? Because I am. I'm damn. I'm. I've been ready for spring ball, and I feel that I, I feel appreciative. Uh, you know that we're having spring practices. You took. You, I took it for granted, and we didn't have it last year. So. Once they start, I'll be happy. I'll be like a kid in a candy store, as they say. But no, you know, one of the things that, I, you know, obviously with spring ball, uh, obviously comes position battles, uh, you know, all these types of things. You know, we, we've seen in the past, just a few years alone, you see these viral videos come out, you know, Pickens when he was a freshman, Jalen Carter uh, last year. Or the year before that, I should say. Sorry. What's going to happen now? What's going to happen now? I'm, I'm curious to see if there's a viral video that just so happens to slip out. We'll see. Uh, however, going in, like I said, going back to the spring uh, practices, obviously, uh, culminating up to uh, G-Day. You know, I think it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, <clears throat> during the time leading up to G-Day. Um, you know, what's our offensive line going to look like? I think that's one of my biggest, outside of cornerback, I think the glaring hole is uh, secondary in the cornerback uh, spots. There's no question about that. I think, you know, outside of that, though, I look at the offensive line and how it's going to go or, you know, potentially, right? It's going to be interesting to say, uh, interesting to see how that works. You know, the offensive line is super talented, man. Absolutely talented. Um, you know, you've got you know, you've got guys like Jamari Sawyer coming back. You've got Schaefer and Erickson and you know, then you've got the new bloods, you've got a Mims, you've got uh <clears throat> Broderick Jones, Tate Ratledge, uh, you know, and obviously other names in between. So it's going to be interesting, you know, who where, who lines up in the five? You know what I mean? It's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I think, you know, I think obviously the left tackle spot is going to be the hardest one to figure out. Um, there's so many, there's so many positions. You know, I think you look at, you know, obviously I think you look at uh, Trust, Xavier Trust, uh, made the start there against the Bearcats in the bowl game. Um, you know, but I'm curious to see. Um, you know, obviously Sawyer, I think Sawyer moves into left guard. I think he's a better fit there than he would be at tackle. So, you know, having this, you know, this depth, 
uh, will kind of realign some things to put people in better positions and hopefully would make our offensive line better as a result. Um, you know, you, you, it is going to be interesting to see because you do have Broderick. You're going to have a Mims. Uh, and, and both of those guys are super athletic. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see who takes that last uh, spot. You know, do you go for the experience or do you take Broderick or do you take Mims and, you know, put them out there and just block, you know, basically just cover for JT, you know, block for JT. It's going to be interesting. Also, you got Warren McClendon as another option there too. So, you know, I'm, I can't, I can, I can say that I'm going to be keeping up with this as much as possible just because of how important the offensive line structure is. Just how important it is. You know what I mean? Everybody knows that the offensive line is important. Uh, You look no further than September 4th, our first game. Clemson, their front front seven defensively is astonishing. Um, they're, They're very stout. They're going to cause problems. So these guys have to be ready. There's no question about it. They just have to be ready. And, you know, Matt Luke has quite a task. Um, but fortunately, we have the, the I guess you could say, the, uh, the honor of having a offseason technically now. So when it comes to that, we have to take advantage of that and make the most out of it. You know, I, I want to see personally, you know, I think you look at the center. I think it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I want to see Cedric Von Prahn. I definitely, I think he's built to be a center. I think he's the most, that's his natural position. I think he needs to be there. Um, I, I want to see him there. I think you look at Sawyer at the left guard. Um, and I think you look at, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Let's see, you know, the guards, I think you have, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see there. There's so many guys. Uh, maybe Schaefer, you know, maybe Schaefer you could put in. You know, whether it's, um, you know, right guard or whatnot in it. So you have, you know, Schaefer, you have uh, Sawyer. Um, I think, like I said, Sawyer, or I think Sawyer would be good at his uh, spot in, you know, on the left side. Uh, You know, and Warren McClendon, I think you put him over to right tackle, you know, perhaps. There's so many different possibilities that it's going to be super tricky to figure out. And that's okay. That's what that's what spring ball's for. That's what Matt Luke's getting coached or getting paid to do is coach these guys up and figure out who's the best five. Um, you know, you look at Broderick Jones, super athletic, but I think he needed a little bit of time in the weight room, and so does Mims. Mims is a monster of a guy. He's 6'8", you know, 6'8", 300 plus. That, that's, uh, that's a hard... You know, that's a hard thing. You can't teach the height. You can't, you know what I mean? Um, but you can teach strength, and I think he needs it a little bit as well. So, you know, do you? is this the year that you see Broderick come in? Maybe. I just know that our offensive line is ridiculously stacked, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, you know, I think another position battle that people are going to tune into, the, or tune into, I should say, is the running back room. You know, you've got six guys. And all of them are, in my opinion, um, efficient backs, at, at, the, at least efficient backs. So you look into it, you know, you obviously you have Swift, you have Cook, uh, McIntosh, Milton, uh, Dejan, and then Lavoisier. You know, I, I was reading into it, and, and also it dawned on me that he did play uh, defense at IMG. 
and, and taking Kirby's taking Kirby's words through the press conference earlier in the week, you know, it it did make me wonder if Lavoisier could maybe try to push for some time at running back or not running back, but um at second in the corners, uh, you know, at a, as a cornerback. I mean, really, if you look into it, like statistically. He wasn't bad when he was playing defense. I mean, he had, I think it was 55 total tackles as a sophomore. Um, You know, but then obviously he focuses as a running back, and that's fine. But nonetheless, you look at it, and obviously the opportunity could be there for him to, you know, make more of an impact uh, this year alone, you know, as a freshman. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how the cornerbacks room and how the running backs room you know, Kirby wants to have those five guys, and, and obviously we've got six. So you have that luxury of moving a guy around, you know, to more, I guess you could say, suit the team in regards to the positions of, in need. You know, cornerback is the position of need right now based off of really no experience whatsoever. Oozing with talent, but no experience. And, and I've said, you know, I've, I've said this time and time again that, you know, Clemson, you, you're going to have to be ready to go. You're going to have to know this. And, and I'll repeat this again and again and again. This is the importance of spring ball. Not having an offseason last year killed us. Now, fortunately, last year, last year, we had DJ Daniel. We had Tyson Campbell. We had Stokes. We had Richard LeCount. You, we were beneficial to have those guys, that seniority there, to keep the defense in check. Now, obviously, when Richard LeCount went out, things kind of got a little bit wishy-washy, in my opinion. You know, think you know, Richard LeCount was that guy that got everybody squared away. And, and I think that's where you're going to have to find that one guy. And I think you look at Lewis Seen or Chris Smith, either one of those guys in the safety spots. One of those guys are going to have to be the leader of that secondary. Because of the the lack of talent alone. Or the experience, I should say. Sorry. The experience. You know, these guys are... these guys, you have We have to understand that even with the offseason, it's not going to be perfect. Um, you know, hopefully the guys get the playbook. You know, I think Keeley will be fine. I think Nylon Green's a quick learner. All these guys. But we have to understand that, you know, obviously starting off against Clemson, these guys are going to have... a issues and it's okay. I think we have to understand that, but we have to be you know and that's where the leadership we've seen the leadership of you know <clears throat> Chris Smith and and Brainy if he plays and you know all of this plays into these guys getting spun up. I think we'll be fine, but the first game, the first couple games, you know, it might be rough. Right? It might be rough and we have to understand that we have to think realistically here. Let's just let's just put it out here. Don't be that Disney dog that thinks that we're going to come out and we're going to shut down every Clemson receiver and we're going to shut Clemson down because it's not going to happen. And if it does, I'll eat my crow at that point. And there's nothing else I can say. Because I'll be ecstatic. I will. I want them to shut down Clemson's receiving core. I want us to demolish Clemson. But thinking realistically, I don't think that's the case. It's going to be a dogfight, and honestly, that's the way we I want it to be. I want us to see how these guys handle adversity. I want to see these guys, you know, struggle a little bit just to see how they persevere through it. It's a character-building game. 
not only do you have to perform at the highest level, but you're going to have issues, and that's okay. You know, and, and people that don't look at this, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, because you're going to get your hopes crushed if you're not careful. That's why thinking realistically is the most important thing you can do as a fan. You have to literally take a look at everything. Do I expect us to do just fine when it comes to, um, you know, the cupcake games, UAB? Charleston Southern. Yes, yes. That'll be a good game for depth to get developed. The guys behind our starters will get reps. That's why I like cupcake games. I understand that it's boring or it, you know, it might be boring to watch the team go up and beat somebody by 50, 60 points or so, you know, just whatever you score might be, whatever. But there's more to it than just watching the score. Football's more than just a score. Now, obviously, the ultimate, you know, the obviously wins and losses determined by that. But nonetheless, development. Get your guys' experience. Obviously, with the SEC slate that we had, the 10-game slate this past year, our depth really didn't get an opportunity to make an impact, which is why we're in the situation we are right now. So, I expect these guys to come in, and especially in the secondary, I expect these guys to come in hungry, ready to learn, and ready to get some experience. Fortunately, we have the best receiving core, in my opinion, and arguably in the country, from top to bottom, to go up against every single day in practice, or every single practice, I should say. Make yourself better by applying yourself. You do that, Georgia will be fine. Don't forget, guys, we also have that front seven that's very, very sound. Very sound, especially on the defensive line. No question about it. That, that And that's just the way it is. And, and it's going to take a defensive effort, a team effort on the defense to make sure that the, the secondary gets spun up. You need to make sure that that happens. And it's going to help if our defensive line creates havoc and our front seven creates havoc with the linebackers, Adam Anderson, Nolan Smith. All these guys contribute and make an impact that way. Our secondary will be just fine. It gets them caught up without having to worry about it too much. Anyways, Jason Johnson asks, who do you think is our best back? Kendall Milton. That's my answer. Um, no discredit to any of these guys. No, please don't under please don't uh, misinterpret that. I, I like all of these guys. They serve their niche. You know, they each have their own role. Um, but my opinion, Kendall Milton's the best back, and I think it's because he has the best blend of all of it um, with the ability to create electricity when he comes on the field. I'm not saying that other guys can't because we've seen it happen, but consistently, you know, when, when Kendall Milton touched the field, we saw what happened uh, at Tennessee. We saw what happened at Bama. You know, obviously he was injured a little bit throughout the season, and that's, uh, that's okay, and obviously we just work around that. But when he was on the field, it was electric, you know. He, he sparked a run game that we were having trouble against at the time, you know. And, it, and, and that's, that's, an, that's a telling thing. That's, that's a telling thing. Uh, Jason also says he likes them also, uh, all of them also, but his opinion is Macintosh. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. I like them all. You know, I can find a reason why all of these guys would be my favorite. It, it, they're, they're really good. I like all of them. They're really good, all of them. 
You know, McIntosh, you do have that kind of a blend as well. I, I think you look at that. Uh, just has more experience than Milton, maybe, you know? Um, so I, I agree with you. And I, I don't think you can make a wrong pick here. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, it's an opinion-based question, but still, you know, all of these guys are good. We hell, we even saw it all the way down to uh, Dejon against South Carolina. We saw all of that. And, and, you know, and obviously you look from the top down. Now, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses, and that's okay. Do I expect Zamir to come in and catch a pass down the field like James Cook? No. Do I expect James Cook to run through tackles and, and, and make people miss like that and just bull through people? No. Do I expect Kendall Milton? Yeah, actually, I kind of do because he can do it all, in my opinion. But Dejon, you saw what he's you know you see what he's about. You know, maybe he isn't the best at catching. Kind of with McIntosh, I think McIntosh is a better receiver, whatever. You can go on and on and on. But, I mean, all of these backs are good. Obviously, we don't necessarily know what Lavoisier is about in regards to seeing him in a, in a Georgia uniform and, and in-game. But I would expect him to be fairly well. Dude's fast as shit. Let's just say that. I'm just sorry. Par, uh, pardon my language. He's fast as shit. There's no point. No, Probably the fastest receiver we got. Or running back, I mean. Uh, Nate Lambert says Zeus needs to run with his head up more and he can be awesome, but I agree on Milton. One of the things, Nate, that I saw um, with with Zeus, uh, yeah, at the beginning of the season, I absolutely agree with you. He ran head down. Um, a couple other things that I saw, you know, that was one of the things, but another thing that I saw was his, his I think it was an unwillingness to make these cuts, right, these cuts, uh, you know, whether it's cutbacks or bouncing out, you know. That's important for a running back. And part of it's the vision. Um, but as the season progressed, I, I think, now I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think because his legs got more trust, he got more trust in his legs, uh, obviously coming off the ACL injuries and things like that, you, you started to see what could be, right? You saw the potential that we saw coming out of high school. You saw these runs where he was able to cut back and, and bounce back out. Uh, make guys miss. Still, be obviously, strong as hell. Uh, gonna bull through people, but his ability to make these cuts and bounces. Right, we saw what happened in the bowl game. Right, one of my favorite runs from Zeus this whole season, this past season, was in the you know was his run in the uh, bowl game. Bounces out, makes a guy miss, pushes him off. Right, running hard, balance. Right, the balance that he did about fell down, caught himself, and kept running. Right. All of that, you know, that run right there told me a lot, <clears throat> told me a lot about how far he's come with regards to a ment mentality. You know, a lot of people, I've never had an ACL injury, fortunately, but I can only imagine how fearful I would be if it, knowing it can happen again. And, and I would be scared. But, and it happens a lot. So building that trust up, you know, working them into it. It, it to me it kind of made sense. Was it frustrating? Absolutely, absolutely. Especially at the goal line, a couple times, getting stopped. You know that 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 sucked. That sucked. But at the end of the day, you know, after after reflecting on it and, and letting my emotions calm down, I understand you know his his reasoning uh, for not cutting out or not bouncing out to get through the lanes. Right, I, I kind of get it. It sucks, absolutely. I, I want to see a score. I want us to score uh, and run the scores up. Obviously, that didn't happen, but 
as you as the season went on, you saw what happened. And I think obviously with the offseason and things like that, even more trust right there. So, you know, I think Kirby's gonna start Zeus. Um, and I think I think he'll be a great running back this, this year. I think he could have a breakout year, even with all the guys behind of him. Nate Lambert also says he definitely looked better towards the end of the season with more cuts for sure. We need more of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and obviously, I think you have to look at the offensive line. I think the run game, um, I'm not going to say it was terrible, um, but I think at the end of the day, I think our offensive, nine need, uh, offensive line needs to get better. Uh, I think that happens. Uh, like I said, the offseason is too important. It will happen. But, you know, I think we need to get these guys. You know, obviously last year we were learning the new system, offensive schemes. There's a lot of, the, you know, every position has a lot to learn. And no offseason made that super difficult. So I think with a off, complete offseason, get guys into their natural positions, you know, realign it in that way. I think our offensive line will do better in pass pro and in the run game. I, th- I think it has to be that way. And if that's the case, it's going to make life easier for JT Daniels. It's going to make life easier for the running backs. If you if you hit the right assignments, right, call out, you know, offensive line, you're focused on call outs. See what the defense is doing. Make your call outs. Call your guys out, right? Be more, <clears throat> do it more often. Do it every play instead of, you know, make you know make it to where you, the, the defense don't know what you're doing. You know, if you're not careful, you can sit there. A defense can call out, hey, they're going to run it. They're running it this way. Based off of who you're calling out. Just simple things like that can can alter a play. And obviously, plays can um, alter games. So, I, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, like I said, Luke's got his work cut out for him this year because there's a lot of guys he's got to determine the starting five. But... You put it, the best guy's ready to go, right? There's so much depth. There should be no question. The competition is going to make these guys better. But you have to apply it, and you have to make sure that the playbook is there. And doing those small things, uh, especially at the line of scrimmage, uh, are going to make our offense more efficient. We're, I think everybody here is expecting a huge breakout season for our offense. And one of the main things that will happen if that to make it happen is doing those small things because the small things add up. Uh, Jenny Jenny Chastain says, I watched the YouTube video on George Pickens. If you're talking about that practice catch, yes, yes, yes. That's all I'm going to say, yes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say on that one. <laughs> <coughs> you know, um, kind of still, if you want to talk about the, the running backs, though, I, I think... I've been preaching for this, and I think it has to happen. Um, Milton's got to get more touches. Um, in my opinion, Milton is the future of the running back room. Um, not to say that uh, Dejon or McIntosh might, you know, I think McIntosh could be as well. Obviously, after Cook, uh, obviously after Cook and Zeus leave next year or this upcoming year, you you look at. I, I think you have that kind of feel with McIntosh and. Uh, with McIntosh and Milton, you know, the Eminem, right? Eminem. I, I would love to hear that. You know, it's, it's kind of that thunder and lightning kind of feel. You know, you kind of get that dynamic duo. And Georgia's always seemed to have that, if not even uh, trios, you know. Um, you know, you look at Sony and Michelle, but also you have the trios. Gurley, Chubb, Michelle. You also got uh, Michelle, Chubb, Swift. 
right? Swift, Zeus, all of them. Yeah, it, it, that's the interesting thing, you know? There, there's so many good running backs that, you know, obviously you have, I, you, I don't feel it this upcoming year because there's so many and each of them, you know, you could look, you could look at Zeus and Cook as being that right there, but I, I just feel like Milton's better than Cook. I feel like he would be higher up, but that's not my decision to make. That's, you know, that's Dell's decision. You know, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Oh, okay. So you, that wasn't what I was talking about. Okay. Now, I, I, I was watching, uh, Jenny, I was watching that. Uh, I don't, I feel like I saw it, but I, I may not. I don't want to speak on it because I'm not 100% sure, though. But nonetheless, I'm sure it's a good one, though. I'm, I'm sure if, if, if Brooks interviewed him on that situation, I'm sure it's good. I have to check it out just to make sure in my head. So, you know, and, and kind of going back to it, I think you look at the running back room, the, the competition is going to be insane, and that's a good thing. That, that is really a good thing. You know, we need that competition, and that's, you know, it's going to make our team better. So, you know, the running back room, who knows what's going to happen. Like I said, all these guys have their own kind of niche, you know, and then it works out for everybody. So, you know, that it helps these guys, you know, having their own niche because you can put them in different situations. I would like the, I would like the blend, right? I would like the blend to, to be, you know, more overall, right? I want to see overall depth in regards to, if you see Zamir in there, you know it's going to be either a run or he's going to pass pro, right? He's going to do one of the two. Um, Cook, more than likely, is going to catch out of the backfield, right? Milton Milton and McIntosh, you kind of have that feel like, what are they going to do? You, you, you can't tell what they're, you know, what we're going to do with them on the field. You may expect a run, but Milton, we, we saw what happens. He can go out and catch in the backfield. Look at Cincinnati. You know, it can be done. Uh, so I want to see, see Zeus and I want to see Cook get utilized in ways that they're not typically used to. Because with that... You know, it also creates the confusion from the defense. You can't, you can't just predetermine. Oh, you know, threes in, we're gonna tone in on the run, right? Now, even with Zeus in there, you still run some play action, and it is effective. So I'm not gonna discredit that. Play action works really well because defenses, you know, bite in on it. But, but tell me this, if and anybody listening in is, please tell me, how interesting would it be to see? Zeus, you know, lined up like he's going to run it, but he just slides out and, and runs the bubble route, right? You know what I mean? Or run into the flats, kind of thing like that. Get him open or angle routes. I think angle routes. Get him get him a full head of speed. Nobody's going to get him down. He's, he's, he's strong. It's going to take, you know, it's, it's going to take a concerted effort to get him down. And, and that's what you want. That's really what you want there. Um... So, you know, and, and Cook, I really want to see him, I'd like to see him run better between the tackles, but I just don't think his body's built to run like that. He can't, I think he could, but I just don't know if it's going to be consistently efficient. Uh, you look at him, getting him into spaces where he's the most dangerous. I think Monken knows that, and that's why I think you're going to see him be a true threat in the pass game, even regardless if I want him to run a lot. I'd like to see him run a little bit more, but honestly, he's such a threat in the pass game that you have to, you have to utilize that. Because, you know, the fact that we're trying to expand our offense and open up the passing, you know, 
as a Georgia fan, we can't have our cake and eat it too. And I'm going to backtrack a little bit here to understand where we're coming from with this. I want to make sure everybody understands where I'm coming from this. For years, for years, dominant run game and fans would bitch and argue and want to see more passing. You have Stafford that does some great passes to Massaquai and things like that. You know, but then it comes in and you start to see more dominant run, you know, dominant runner, running backs, running backs, running backs. And that's fine. But Georgia fans, right, like myself and, and everyone watching and listening, you can't tell me you didn't want to, you know, expand the passing game, you know, more. You, especially when we were too predictable with Fromm, right? I'm not saying that Fromm was bad, but with Fromm, we were very predictable. Very predictable. Now we're in the situation where we have the pieces on the offense across all skill positions to be able to open it up, to be opening it up, right? But now we're, you know, obviously if we start to do that, yes, I, I think that's what we're, we're getting what we want. But don't be that person to like, oh, I want to go back to the run. In my opinion, balance. Open it up with the passing game, still have an efficient running game. I want an overall balance at a high level. I think that's what everybody wants. I genuinely think that's what we all want. But I'm glad to see that we're in the offensive scheme where we are right now that we can open up the passing game. And a lot of that, too, outside of the scheme, starts with a quarterback that can spread the ball. Bring in JT Daniels. No discredit to Stetson, but Stetson just can't make those throws that you need. All the throws. You look at Brock Vandergriff, I think he can do it. I'm sure he can do it. Watch his tape. You'll see what I'm talking about. Look at Gunnar Stockton coming in 2022. Definitely going to see a different type of arm strength that you're not familiar with here at Georgia. Watching his tape, watching Gunnar Stockton's tape, arm strength, similar to this jersey right here. The name on the back, it is similar. His arm strength is similar, if not a little bit better. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm comparing it to the guy, the, the jersey that I'm wearing right now. And if you don't, if you don't see it, I'm talking about Matt Stafford. Kid has an absolute cannon. Absolute cannon. He can he can get the ball into places of the field that you're not, that we're not able to do right now, even with JT. It opens up parts of the field that you you would never expect. Arian Smith, imagine Arian Smith with Gunnar Stockton. Absolute cannon with the, that speed to just literally blow by anybody. Potential is scary in a good way. Arvin Pond says, watching on mute. Ah, oh, man. Hopefully you can hear it when you watch it again. So, like I said, it's... it's it, if you want to watch it on mute, that is what it is. Hopefully you tune in and listen to it with audio when you can. Jenny also says, I think Burton will get a lot of touches also. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, you know. Um, you, you know, you look at Pickens. I think Pickens has to stay on the field for the most part. He's just that kind of, you know, mismatch nightmare. Um, at, when he's on the field, people have to look at that and they can't, you know, you put him on one-on-one and say, wrap. Throw it up. Look what JT does. Throws it up. Let Pickens come down with it. If they try to double team him, then you got Burton, you got Kieris. 
Arian Smith, I think, will have an expanded role in our offense in the passing game. I expect him to have a breakout year, honestly. There's a lot of hands and one ball to go around. However, the scheme is going to get guys open. So I want JT Daniels to throw the ball all over the field. That's what we want. Not only is it going to opt, it's not going to, it's it's going to make our offense click that much better, and we're going to be that much more potent as we should be right this year, and we're expected to be this year. But it also has an impact with recruits. Definitely does. It definitely does. And obviously, you said about Burton. You know, don't forget about Don Blaylock. Don't forget about uh, Marcus Rosemey. We are absolutely stacked from top to bottom with receiving talent. You could switch these guys in every single play and you won't miss a beat. In my opinion, they're all that good. You you can put Arian in for a situation. Maybe see a damn jet sweep. How about that? Do something crazy like that. Get Arian Smith into space. And watch out. Just watch out. But the biggest name that you have to you have to get involved is Darnell Washington. You have to involve him more. There were several plays that if you watch on the tape, you know, if you go back and watch these games, especially in the bowl game, there was there I honestly throughout the year, there were times when Darnell Washington's wide open in the middle of the field, but quarterback didn't see it. You look into that. Todd Munkin opened these tight ends up all the time. Schemed them open a lot. That's where under a quarterback with experience of uh, uh, really of our offense, more experience. You have the whole offseason. Watch the tape. Look for these things. Key in on what you missed. Get yourself better. I expect these, these uh, wide open plays where uh, Darnell or... Uh, Brock Bowers or whoever the tight ends may be that's running down the field. I expect those to get hit more often than not now this year. That's just me. That's just me. Anyways, I am going to call it a day. Thank you everyone for stopping by, tuning in, uh, commenting, talking about things. We had a great discussion. Uh, And on that note, everybody have a great day. Go dogs, And that is it for this episode of the GATA Podcast. If you've never heard of the 7-6 Apparel Company, do yourself a favor and listen closely. They're based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they offer 12 different collections of apparel. Some of those include your Georgia Bulldogs, the Atlanta Braves, Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee, just to name a few. They offer several different services as well, to include screen printing, DTG printing, embroidery, and more. You also have the ability to design your own custom t-shirt, or you can do wholesale for your business. Do yourself a favor and check out The 7-6 at the76.com. That is all we have for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in and stopping by. We're on multiple music platforms, and you can also find us at anchor.fm forward slash G-A-T-A podcast or G-A-T-A podcast dot buzzsprout.com. Until next time, I hope you have a great day and go dogs.